Cobram Estate is the most awarded Australian extra virgin olive oil. Let it be the hero when entertaining family and friends. Cobram Estate extra virgin olive oil is fresh and full of flavour. Perfect for roasting, frying, baking, dressing salads and for dipping bread. Make your food taste even better with a little help from Cobram Estate. Premium quality, great tasting and a versatile healthy alternative. Buy in store at all major retailers. My name is Deborah, Dylan's mum. Welcome to the Dylan Friends Podcast. Many ways, I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. Tears. Tears. Strength. I'm like, I run. She's like, yeah. everyone runs. I'm like, but does everyone go to Man. the Olympics? <laughs> They're sitting there meditating, going, oh my God, I think I'm meditating. How do this is so meditating? It's like, I had a Wu Tang call. I was like, yo, Dylan, thanks for getting us in. Just love it's it. knuckle puck time. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. David, the medium. Thank you so much uh, for coming in, my friend. I'm so excited for this. I'm excited um, to be here. Thank you for I have me. been wanting to chat to you for a long time. <laughs> so or maybe I manifested it. I'm not sure. Well, you've got the right guess if you've been doing your manifesting right, Dylan. So. I have. <laughs> I have. Um, so firstly, welcome to the show. Um, Thanks for having me. You're a medium. You're a psychic. Um, now, we were chatting off here about this and a lot of my listeners would probably, I reckon maybe 70 and 80% of people might not have ever even looked into a medium or psychic before. Yeah. Can you give us a quick rundown on what a medium and psychic is? Sure. So as a medium, I have the ability to communicate with those that have crossed over. So your loved ones, your friends, your family, those that have essentially left the physical world, been earth. Uh, so that's communication with them. And as a psychic, uh, I have the ability to predict or foresee the future. So I can do sort of world events, I can do local things, and when I'm reading people, it can also be about their life. Uh, so most mediums are psychics, but not all psychics are mediums. <laughs> that's very, that's very interesting. Just to get technical, yeah. Very interesting. Hey, quickly, I'll just push that a little bit closer. Sure. Just so yeah, close to the is that all right? Cool. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, I suppose I'll talk about my insights, I suppose, with mediums and psychics early. Um, I grew up watching John Edwards. So okay. did I, perfect. Yeah. As a kid, that's all I watched on Foxtel as a kid. We had probably one channel. I think it was my mum loved watching, I think it was E Channel maybe or Lifestyle. I'm not sure yeah. what it was, but John Edwards was a feature in our house like so much. And I was obsessed with it early days. Then you grow up, too cool with school. You become, you know, a bit of a, a skeptic on things. And I had an experience, I suppose, I think it was two years ago when I was really, I don't know, just weird shit was happening. Ended up moving to Sydney. Um, my sister was going through um, a move as well and she went and saw this psychic and it might have been a medium I'm not sure if it was a psychic or a medium yeah. and she's like it changed my life like she went and saw this person and told her all these things and they all turned out to be you know really spot on so then my partner went and she saw the same lady yeah. um, and I was like oh, okay cool yeah whatever like interesting that's really cool and six months later we're in Byron Bay and they were like, oh, we really want to go to Gold Coast today. I was like, that's strange. Like, we're in Byron Bay. Anyway, we drive to Gold Coast and they booked me in for a reading with a lady that was in the Gold Coast. I had this reading and it was unbelievable. Like, <laughs> I'm, good, I'm good to hear it was a positive experience. Um, it was a really yeah. positive experience. And ever since then, you know, it was, it was, it was great. Um, I've seen a lot of your work. It probably wasn't as, as close as what your work is, but... I've always wanted to know more about it. Like, how does this happen? Um, obviously, there's there's so many different ways to do it. Um, so that's why I came to the Bees Knees today and yourself, because you're doing some tremendous work at the moment um, to find out a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, it's really fascinating as well, because you know, I'm in my mid 30s now and growing up as well. Like my first experience with it was actually watching John Edward at the same time, because I think 
spirituality and mediumship and uh, psychic ability in particular really is something that isn't mainstream. And especially when, you know, we were growing up as well. So for me, I have always considered myself to be a very black and white kind of person. Like I, what you see is what you get. And if I don't see it, then I don't comprehend it. Or, you know, it's sort of, you know, real, what's in front of me is what I'll sort of analyze and sort of break apart. So I never really had any spiritual understanding growing up. I wasn't someone who at five years old saw spirits at the end of their bed or would, you know, notice things walking past the window or hear voices or anything like that. And uh, for those that don't know, my background is essentially corporate. So I worked in legal for most of my 20s. I was studying counterterrorism. Like I had a bit of a side gig doing defense contracting. You know, real, real kind That's of black and white corporate. Complete, yeah, did a real complete 180 with my career. And I was 24 years old. So a good sort of 10 years ago now when I got recommended to go see a psychic medium mm-hmm. uh, by a lady that I just started working with only about two weeks earlier. And she's like, well, have you ever been to one? And I was like, well, not really, because I don't really believe in it. And, you know, I guess we're fortunate enough that over the, maybe the last sort of few years in particular, it has become a lot more sort of mainstream. But back then, like it was kind of something that was, you know, inverted commas considered quite weird or yeah. a bit sort of fruit loopy. Taboo. Taboo is a great yeah. word. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, at that stage, my grandfather had crossed over. So I was like, well, you know, I'll go to her. And, you know, I was such an opinionated, obnoxious little bastard back then anyway, because I was like, well, you know, I'll test her. Like, it's not yeah. about what I could get from it. It's about to see how good she is. And I sat down with this lady and I swear to God, she blew my mind away. Like, it's kind of the same experience that you probably had as well. Like, when it's your first time, you don't necessarily know what to expect. But I think if you're curious and open to it, and that's what I tell everyone, like, you may not have had a reading before. You don't have to believe in what I do. Just listen to what I say. And if I'm bringing up things about your family or about your life or about what you're thinking or about what you're planning, then you've got to sort of analyze that. Like, how does he know? Where does it come from? Is he actually talking to my loved ones? Is he talking to my grandparents? And I think it really just starts evolving from there. So, you know, the biggest thing that I want every single person listening to know is sort of like, we are all souls having a human experience. You know, anyone that goes to a medium isn't a human having a spiritual experience. Like we all came from somewhere before we were on this planet and we're all going somewhere after this. And there's nothing necessarily special about me that allows me to connect with them. Every single person can connect with spirit. Wow. Uh, It just really depends about how open you are to it or what you're willing to sort of see and feel and hear. Unbelievable. A million questions for that. (laughs) First question is, after you saw that first person, obviously the reading went well, as you said. How did it then sort of play on from that in terms of then you're thinking well i'm now can have these feelings too like did you pick up in the reading that you had connection to this or you had extra strength in these areas or yeah she did she actually said to me in the reading she goes oh you realize you can do this and i was like well no because i you know until half an hour ago i didn't really believe it was a thing uh and she's like i realized the first time i met you she goes i actually thought you knew but the more that we're talking about things the more that i'm realizing you've actually got no idea and she ran a mentoring class uh, where we used to go to a house in Berwick on a Wednesday night, sit on, you know, sit around the couch, like it was real casual and low key. And she invited me to come along to that. And I was really hesitant. So for weeks and weeks, I didn't go because I was still that obnoxious, like opinionated little bastard that was like, you know, what I see is what I know. And you know what she like, even though she blew my mind with everything she said, I was like, well, she's still wrong about this. Like, <laughs> yeah. So eventually I went along to her class and uh, long story short, did mentoring with her for about two years because as soon as I stood up in front of the class, I suddenly felt like a six foot five year old man, uh, six foot five tall man that died of a heart attack. And I was like, 
you know, what is this? So I was naturally very curious, didn't really understand it still at that stage, but yeah, it's just open to it. And I think, again, that's where I want everyone to understand. It's sort of like, again, there's nothing special about me that allowed these spirits to talk to me. I was just open to it. And I had a sort of a natural ability, I guess, at the start. I say, you know, every single person can sing. Maybe not everyone sounds like Pavarotti to start with. It's the same with spiritualism. It's sort of like everyone can connect with spirits in their own ways. Maybe not everyone's a medium at the very start, though. What What do you feel in that aspect? Like, this is, again, I'm playing devil's advocate here, but I'm also <laughs> asking this because I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. What do you, is, do you see the person? Is it a feeling? Is it, um, I don't know, like what comes into your mind? Is it in your mind or is it out of your mind? Like... Yeah, it's a bit of everything. So I have the ability to see, hear, and feel. So seeing is I, they will use my brain like a library. Uh, so sometimes I'll bring up memories of my own, or sometimes I also feel like I'm watching a home video where I'm literally watching this person's life. Uh, maybe of those that have crossed over, so they're showing me things in their life. Or I, you know, if I was to read you, for example, I will pick up things in your life. Uh, and as I mentioned, they can use my brain like a library. So they will use my pop culture, geography, you know, things that are special to me, if it's relevant or special to you. Uh, hearing is they will use my own inner voice to talk, but sometimes I actually hear them talk to me. Uh, so they will sound exactly the same as their loved ones will remember. And that can also be in my head, but sometimes it also sounds like they're down the end of the hallway yelling out at me. <laughs> And feeling is I feel emotions, I feel energies in general. So like females will come forward on my left-hand side. So if I suddenly get tingly there, I know it's a female. Uh, males are on my right-hand side. And I feel physical ailments as well. So if someone has a heart attack, my heart will get really sore. If they had Alzheimer's or dementia, I'll get very cloudy in my head. Uh, and I also have the bonus packs of being able to uh, taste as well so if people are thinking about foods i can usually taste that um, <laughs> or, you know sometimes i can tell what people have for dinner the night before uh and i smell as well so if someone in spirit was a strong smoker like i'll suddenly smell tobacco if they smoked weed i'll smell weed like you yeah. know perfumes colognes flowers like kind of all that i belong in a psych ward i always say that <laughs> it must have been pretty i like letting this come in it must have been pretty scary early days like having these feelings and being able to sort of go from not really believing in this to mm. then having you know feelings coming from the left feelings coming from the right smells coming taste coming yeah did you have to embrace it straight away or was there times where you were actually like no fuck this is oh, this is actually a bit full on it's really a bit of both i mean i was naturally really curious anyway and once i realized i could do it it was something that i was so fascinated and i did want to expand on it uh, I, I mean i never saw myself being a full-time psychic medium of course because i was on the path that i was on i just assumed that was it but you know i think everyone like we said before, it's kind of like it is a bit of a taboo topic, especially, you know, 10 years ago as well. So there was that sort of uncertainty or, you know, am I feeling, is this real? And I think for all of us, whether it's spirituality or whether it's other topics that maybe we're not necessarily accustomed to or, you know, around, we do doubt it or we do wonder or we question it or it's just, you know not ignorance necessarily but it just comes from a lack of education or understanding mm. so the human mind is naturally quite logical and naturally quite doubting anyway not that we're pessimistic or cynical but you know proof is in the pudding and as i said before it's like seen as believing so from this then you you're starting to get these you know these feelings you're you're able to connect with the crossover um you also you know thinking things that are going to be in the future and whatnot. How do you then take the next step to actually booking in clients? Like, I'm sure there's some <laughs> things in the middle that happen. Was it just like practicing on friends? Was it 
people in the public like yeah what was a step for you if you know was it times where you would be walking around going fuck i need to tell this bloke or this girl something or was it your friends were like can you do a reading on me and try and connect up what, what were those steps that gave you the confidence to get to where you are now yeah well basically i mean the mentoring classes where i started of course and that sort of was a two-year sort of process where i do that once a week and then it kind of just evolved into reading friends like people that i already knew that i felt comfortable around and you know could feel open with as well because it was a lot easier to talk to them about it than a stranger necessarily in some cases and i would start reading them and they knew that i knew them but they also at the same time like we don't know everything about our friends so if i'm bringing out things about their family or you know their loved ones crossing over you know it helped build my confidence as well and then um i do have a very good on off switch as well so when i am in public now i don't really feel a thing um, for i'm in group situations but at the very start as well for me it kind of was like a party trick, to be yeah. fair. Like, I'd be out in public and I had the reputation back in the day of being the guy that would get pissed in the nightclub and then randomly read people, like, you know, <laughs> on the Saturday night. So, that would happen. Like, the barrier would come down. A and reading for a vodka alarm soda. Legit, basically. Yeah. Like, I, I always say it's, be, it's about being confident, not cocky. Yeah. Uh, and it was never something that I was like, oh, look at me. I can, you know, fucking speak to the dead. But, like, it was kind of, <laughs> you know, it was not like that. But, yeah, I, I always remember my brother had his birthday, Captain Baxter. And we were sitting upstairs and I just got like, I had a few drinks. I ended up reading, like I had a queue of girls and we're just like waiting to like a five minute reading kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, that sort of built my confidence. And I, like I said, at this stage, I was still working full time in legal. So it was never something that I really considered myself doing. It's probably why I considered it more of a party trick. And I'm still educating myself now about spirituality. Like, you know, even back then, you know, I didn't know everything, of course, but I think it's just sort of continued to build so once i started reading friends i then read a friend's mum and she was like you should do this for a job you're so good like you should charge for it and i was like oh, i don't know if i could like charge money for it and she, i was like oh you know because it's i think for all of us whether you're a medium whether you're a footballer yeah. anything like that it's kind of like what you know is what you know and taking a jump into anything else can be really daunting because it's, awkward, it's, yeah. it's outside of your comfort zone it's outside of what you understand life to be it can be outside of pre pre-existing paths that you already considered yourself to have so it was just sort of taking a jump and with the trust that i would land on my feet and i started reading maybe one or two people a week outside of working corporate full-time and the universe i think sort of had enough with me it was like just fucking do this already like it was kind of like so i 2016 i had a terrible year like i was working for this um a government um law firm and that was as toxic and my boss was a friend of mine who just went you know she's a psycho now so you know this all went a bit crazy <laughs> and i ended up leaving that employment and i just moved to port melbourne and i was essentially unemployed and i was nearly 30 and i had no idea what i was doing with my life and i hadn't even really finished studying properly uh and i started having clients or people that i'd read that were referring me to people and they would text me or message me and they're like oh, are you ever free during the day and i was like well I actually am <laughs> and it honestly exploded from there like it just once i started reading during the day the universe basically looked at me and was like well he's ready like mm. you know this is the path that we wanted him on four years ago but he was so doubtful or you know so stuck in his own ways that it sort of just had to evolve and get to that stage so i know you i've heard a lot of your stuff and i know you speak yeah. a lot about um and i love this part because you say that our life is already sort of planned out for us so you said there's there's things in our life that we're going to do so eventually we'll get to a point but it's just how we get there yeah so do you think that this was always going to be your journey but it's just getting there was the the part that was yeah totally i mean in hindsight to be able to look back on it like that i mean it makes perfect sense but if someone said to me at 25 oh you're going to be a full-time medium at 30 i'd be like well i don't even know how 
but yeah, you, I mean, you make a great point. I always say life is classroom for the soul. Uh, and we have to come here. Like the biggest question we all have is like, well, what is the meaning of life? And that's exactly what it is because we have to come here and learn things and experience things and grow and evolve essentially. And that's not the human, that's the soul that has to do that. So I always say the soul is the driver, the human body or the flesh and bones is the car. Uh, this is the vessel that we use to sort of come here and play. Um, so a lot of our life, the key events and the lessons are predetermined. So it's kind of like school. So the way that I translate it, it's sort of like, well, relationships is kind of like English class. You know, work is kind of like maths. Uh, you know, finance and all that's kind of like geography. You know, we have to come here because we have to learn. And it all just sort of grows from there. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, if, okay. So if that's the way, because I, I know you explain this a lot better than me, is the fact that then, you know, Cynic would say, but if you take one turn you're at a crossroads in your life and you go one down one way or the other and your life can be completely different if you go take the other road. Mm. But in saying that, maybe that was always going to be. Exactly right. It's always the path you're meant to take. And by taking that road, you've learned a lot of lessons or you've learned a lot of things about yourself or you've, you know, you've evolved. So essentially, that was always the path that you were probably going to take because it's pre-written. But it's the... The biggest thing that I always say, it's the journey, not the uh, destination. Yes, I like that quote. So even yeah. though you go down that road you get to the very end and it's the, the whole the journey, journey that's that what's you. taught you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's we love what... that quote on the show. The journey <laughs> is just as important as a destination. I'm a big believer in that because yeah. I do think uh, spiritually or anything in life, we get so fixated on the end product, but it's actually getting there is the fun. Something the end right. product probably not as you get there and you're like, well, what's next? Mm. Um, but yeah, anyway, sorry, I got caught up in that. No, that was but very it's a exciting. great point because yeah. in, in our end product, it's essentially crossing over. You know, that's when we have the ability to then look back on our whole journey or our whole life as the process. The end product is essentially death, but I don't even believe in death. Like there's no such thing as death. It's just transcending. What do you believe we do after when we die? So I wasn't raised religious or anything yeah. like that, but I still believe in a form of heaven. Yeah. Uh, when we leave the physical world, we go to what I call the waiting room. That's just a term that I've created. Mm -hmm. But essentially, it is what we would imagine heaven to be. Like everyone is together. Everyone's happy. Everyone's healthy. Uh, and the soul still keeps its same memories, its same personalities. Uh, it will even appear to us to look the same. And our lives in the physical world then become the main focus of the, our loved ones that have crossover. So they will look down on us and guide uh, and help support us and can provide clarity and understanding to us in the physical world. Uh, either through signs or even subconsciously to us sometimes. And they also learn from us as well. They they look at our life and this, their soul will still learn lessons from watching us play. Do you think then if there's a somewhat of a heaven, for lack of a better word, mm. is, there, is there a hell? Well, that's the thing. I believe if you believe in a positive, then common sense has, has to be a negative as well. But I, the soul for me is not something that's in, you know, at its foundation negative. Yeah. Uh, I don't really believe in a hell even though mm. i just said you've got to believe in the no, negative no, but, i know what you mean yeah. i i i don't know what i believe in to be honest i think mm. i'm not religious um at all i believe in the universe um and today's this show has forced me to probably have a real think about it today over about a six hour period of really what happens um mm. i hope we can get to the end of it today but i i really don't know what happens Either do I. Yeah, I'm not dead yeah. yet. I'm crossed over. <laughs> um, I'll let you know. I'm sure you'll yeah. connect with Just me call one me. day. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be lying in bed. I'm like, oh, what's happening? I feeling? do like the thought of reincarnation. I'd love to come back as like, you know, a dog or something like that. They seem so happy. It's very <laughs> easy. My dog as well. She has a pretty good life. Yeah. Um, mate, play by play, 
how does a reading work? Like you walk into, um, you know, you have your own place and, and might I just add, I know you're already thinking, everyone listening, how can I get in with David the medium? You're going to have to wait a while, but we will give this <laughs> out. He's very booked out, um, but he's a, obviously tremendous at his job, so you're going to have to wait, but we will give that at the end. How does it all work? So someone yeah. makes a booking, um, do you take like information from them or do you just meet them as soon as they walk in? and go bang here you go yeah so first and foremost i always say the universe is my personal assistant so if you're meant to have an appointment it's not up to you or i whether you get one the universe will book you in uh so for anyone that gets a position so if you feel like you're missing out or you you message me and you don't get an appointment don't feel too bad um so i yeah i work from my house predominantly and the universe or spirit for want of a better word knows when i'm in you know inverted commas the zone so someone walks in. So I don't manage my own Facebook page. That's predominantly where the bookings are taken. Yep. But I, all I have is my calendar with the name. And that's all I know about someone. Sometimes yep. it's only their first name as well. Uh, and they will just come up. I'll sit down with them. And for me, I say it's like just pretend we're two mates having a coffee. Like it's very chilled, very relaxed. Uh, and like I said, it's kind of like an on switch in my head. And I just switch on and suddenly I'll just feel everything. Or people will step forward. Sometimes people even walk in with their loved ones. Like I can just sense them. Yeah. And that's it. It's like the magic happens. <laughs> yeah. and, just, it's, and it's chill. Like we're sitting at the dining room table just hanging out. Like it's nothing, you know, I think a lot of the skepticism or a lot of people's nerves can come behind it because they're expecting some, you know, middle-aged lady dressed in velvet to look over a crystal ball and that was set quite, off sparklers yeah. and stuff like that. When it, <laughs> it was quite, this lady didn't have a crystal ball that I saw, but she had a lot of cats. So it, was sort of, it was a little bit of a stereotype there. Oh, I've but, got a cat as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and before you mentioned when you walked in, you like, you know, obviously, hopefully we can get to a reading later. Yeah. But you said there was already some spirits in the room. Yeah, well, that's the thing because I think they knew I was in the zone already because I kind of expected to come here and be like, all right, what's happening? I didn't realize you've got people you, with us, so yeah. it's even better. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I mean, you know, if you and I were to go out to dinner, like yeah. I wouldn't feel a thing. Like if I'm out in public, but you know, I guess Spirit again today knows that I'm working. <laughs> well, okay. So, yeah, I'll, when I was walking we'll, up the stairs, I was like, oh, yeah. All right. We'll warm up, <laughs> we'll warm up to that. We're not, we're not ready. <laughs> yeah, we're not ready. So, everyone's chill down. The main event. Um, does it sometimes not work for some people? Like, do you have to come... I suppose if you're making a booking, you're going to be open to it anyway. Mm. But have there been people that are really easy to connect with and then some people that it's harder for? Are they, like, not fighting it or are they trying too hard? Or I think some people, I mean... I mean, you make a good point because it's sort of like, well, if you're making a booking with me, then you probably should expect a reading. But some people at the very start, not so much, I haven't had it lately, maybe because people have to wait a bit longer, but at the very start, people did come to test me. Like they weren't even listening to what I'm saying. Like they kind of did have a bit of a wall up. If people have walls up, I mean, I appreciate skepticism because I think it's more important than blind trust. Like I want people to come in and allow me to prove to them through what I'm saying or my actions that it is their loved ones. I don't want them to come in and tell me everything and just hope for the best, if that sort of makes sense. Like, I mean, for example, I, I read one woman, oh, this was a while ago now, but I was like, oh, I feel like I've got like chest pain. She goes, oh, that's my dad, John, he had lung cancer. And I was like, don't tell me. Like, I don't yeah. want to know. Like, I want to tell you so then you know it's real. Uh, but people, even if they are a bit nervous or they're a bit skeptical or even if they're more of a tougher energy, I don't think anyone can physically stop a reading. Uh, because, you know, as we said before, the spirits brought them in. So, you know, there's still things that they need to hear or get guidance on. Uh, there has been two people off the top of my head that I just could not read. And I, I, even to this day, I'm not even exactly sure why. 
but the common denominator was they both had loved ones that had committed suicide. Mm. Uh, well, actually, it was both mothers that had sons that had committed suicide. And I always say myself, there's no relationship that's more important than a mother and a son. So mm. even now, I still don't understand. It's not through, you know, it's not that their sons didn't want to come forward. It's not that they didn't want to hear from their sons, but the energy for those two women, I, it just didn't connect properly. Uh, but that was years ago, so I haven't had it happen for a very long time. Yeah, but that's interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. Um, what are some of the readings that you look back on and you think that was the most powerful, crazy experience? Does, it, does, does any stick out to you mm. that you just you blow yourself away going, whoa, that was, that's pretty crazy? Yeah. I mean, 99% of the readings I forget. So, because the messages don't come from me, they don't stay with me. So, I wake up tomorrow morning and I'll forget essentially everything I've said today in my readings. But obviously, when there is real specific or really unique things, they do stay with me. Um, I mean, some of the guidance from spirits really fun. Like, I remember I told this woman who was a client that I had read before. And spirit doesn't give us warnings necessarily, but they do talk about sometimes negative things, but it's always with the aim of how you get through it or how you deal with it. Spirit's never overtly negative, like, oh, you're going to die next week. Like they wouldn't say that, even if you were going to. But I remember reading this lady, and this was a Friday afternoon, I said, there's going to be a really bad car crash soon. But everyone up here wants you to know that it's going to be okay. Like they're preparing you for it now, don't stress. I was like, you're not involved in the crash, but you're going to get stressed by it. And I even felt weird saying that because that's not something that I would ever say. Uh, and the last thing I want to do is give someone, you know, like a false pretense or make them think something bad's going to happen when it's not and make them really anxious and stressed about it. And she messaged me the following week and she goes, I remember that car crash. And I said, oh, yeah. She goes, oh, my husband nearly died in a car crash. So he was a mechanic at work and the car came loose and actually rolled down the hill and trapped him against the fence. And basically he was trapped against the fence, but the fence part that he was on actually broke and he fell backwards so the fence magic of spirit i would say broke and allowed him to be so free. If he didn't break he would have been he pinned. would have been crushed yeah and i was like and even i was like oh god like <laughs> yeah. that's funny. um i have also been fortunate enough to work on some missing cases of uh people that are still physically alive but missing um and for respect of the families i probably won't say who but yeah uh one was uh a both teenagers actually that I had uh, one was last year a teenager that had an intellectual disability who went missing and yep. uh, I had uh, colleagues or not colleagues of mine clients of mine who were on the search party and I think this boy went missing on I, I, for argument's sake like the Saturday afternoon and it was already like Monday night and they were like you know anything you can tell us like we're at loose ends like we don't have anything to work with uh, and I was like, I've never done this before, but I, you know, I, I'll give it a crack. So I brought up a map of the area that he was missing and I just sort of zoned in and I kind of pointed out an area and I said, go there. And they were like, well, we haven't searched it yet. And I was like, we'll give it a crack. Uh, so the following morning, that's actually where they found him. But they think it was because the search team went through and he saw their torches at night, but he was too scared to go up to them. But in the morning, he followed the same direction that they went to. So, yeah, I claim that and yeah. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. Like even it blows my mind because I wasn't expecting anything to happen to be fair. Wow. Uh, but The yeah. missing people stuff is, is, is nuts because yeah. I listen to a lot of missing people podcasts. I'm a bit creepy like that. But yeah, I, I would never have thought that, um, you know, it'd be something that a medium or psychic could, would be used for. Like yeah. that just wasn't a part of my psyche. It's not talked about openly but it's pretty a well-known thing within the yeah. police force that mediums and psychics are sort of used 
Yeah. I mean, obviously, they can't talk about it publicly, yeah. overtly, because obviously people you know, might be like, oh, you know, whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, it does happen. Like my mentor, she used to work for Victoria Police in the 1990s. Uh, personally, I haven't done any cold cases or, you know, murders or things like that. I mean, I have with my clients, but not on behalf of the police. Wow. Yeah. Um, do you think in the industry that there are, obviously, you're up there with, you know, in Australia, very well known, very high regarded, but is there people, and we don't have to name names, that do maybe um bring a bad name to the industry like would there be people out there that you can understand why people go oh that was a bit absolutely i've been to some of them yeah (laughs) i mean not yeah not to blow my own horn or trumpet part of me but you know there are some people out there that maybe do come from a bit of a negative sort of standpoint or mindset yeah like as i was saying you know i believe every single person can do it but it really depends on the motivations that you do it for like if you're doing it to make money or you're doing it for your ego then it does sort of get a bit poisoned or tainted. Whereas for me, like I don't essentially want to be famous uh, and I'm not doing it to, you know, drive around in a Ferrari either. Uh, so there's some people that whilst they do have the ability, I think over time, maybe they have even become a bit jaded themselves or become a bit sort of driven by other factors. So mm. it has sort of made their readings a bit shit, to be fair. And then there's some people that I don't doubt, like any industry that are just cowboys. Exactly. Any industry. Yeah. Um, we were chatting about this before the show as well and a, a reason for I wanted to get you on the show and a reason that you were keen on doing it is the fact that I suppose this industry is dominated by a lot of women that like to get readings. Mm. Um, uh, you know, not many of my mates have ever been and had a reading. Why do you think men aren't as open to this as what women are? Yeah, it's a really interesting question that even I was thinking about today. I think because as... Not that women aren't, but guys are very matter-of-fact and what we see is what we get. And I think it's also a bit of a need for control because it's kind of like, well, we're in control of our lives and what we see is what we get. And, you know, what can someone else tell us that we don't already necessarily know? And it's not necessarily an arrogant thing, but I think we are more sort of logical or black and white in that sense. Whereas, you know, to generalize, of course, but females are a lot more sort of open and a bit more sort of emotionally driven not you know like i said sort of generalization don't yeah, get into my dms yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but i think also guys is that they just haven't really had experience with it necessarily and it has been something for a long time that has been a bit more behind the shadows so i do have a lot of male clients uh and that is only increasing as well so i think it's just something that as it becomes more mainstream guys in particular really can come to accept and understand that this is perfect in terms of helping to shape them to help guide them uh you know it's not the guys uh, without questions about their life path or anything like that either so yeah, yeah. no i totally agree. i think um being a male i think before i was open to this and i know i wasn't open to it by my own decision it was forced upon me hmm. i think it is that sometimes that um and i can't generalize either when it comes to all males but the hmm. fear of the unknown like you don't really want someone to tell you what's going to happen you, you, you think that you know everything yeah, yeah you've got control over things but like you said um and i'm you know learning today it's weird and, and and you do get vulnerable as well you know probably the conversations that we might have later it might get a bit vulnerable it might yeah make you feel uncomfortable but it might press something that you need to know exactly so right. it's a really good point because it is a real raw emotionally charged thing to be able to sit down with someone and be open about that and males aren't any less 
consumed by sadness or grief or loss of people that they've lost. I mean, you know, we still have emotions, we still feel. Uh, but to sit down with a stranger and half the time cry or be really vulnerable and raw, it, yeah, it can be a, a quite an intimidating thing for most guys. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, you were saying earlier about the fact that when you sit down with people, you try and make it a, as a positive experience as possible. Does that mean that there are things that you hold off telling them? Like if it was, do, you know, do negative things come through and you go, or oh, let them work that out themselves? Or, you know, like maybe that's just a part of the journey. They've got to work that out on the way. Yeah. No, I decided very early on as a medium that I wouldn't have a filter. And yeah. because the messages don't come from me, I'm just the middleman that it was never for me to decide what to pass on or how to sort of interpret. So I'm very blunt oh, to be fair. Yeah, like cool. yeah, I, I definitely call a spade a spade. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's definitely not for me to necessarily be diplomatic or to filter or to not pass anything on. If, if I'm feeling it, spirit wants them to know it. So uh, if they don't tell me, it's not for them to know either. So, That's very interesting. <laughs> so yeah, I just, I just come out with it. Can we, are we feeling it right now? Can yeah, we, there's a lot of energies around you guys. Can we get into yeah. what per se is it? Like, do I want you to do anything? No. Just, just sit here? As long as you're open. I'm open now. I'm very open. Yeah, there'll probably be more than a few people going forward. Because I, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I just thought it'd be you and I. So yes. I mean, I, there is. So, yeah. Not that there's a problem. Sorry. For example, mind. we do have Damon and Sam in the studio as well, and, and yeah. other people might. Would that actually happen? And so, like, some people for them could come through too? Yeah. So, I, once I get in the zone, I pick up energy for whoever's around me. Okay. So, that's probably why I don't do it in public because yes. if you're surrounded by 100 people, you'll feel everyone. Can you guys, um, fuck off? <laughs> no, no. It's again like they're here for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Yep, no, so, let's all get started then. Yep. Get into it. So, Sammy, well, well, before we get into Dave's reading, can we say that uh, Dave's very impressive unit? Yeah, very interesting guy. He's got a what a journey. It's such a crazy journey. Um, can't thank him enough for his time. But in saying that, uh, the reading that you're about to hear, we um denied about this for a long time, and there was bits and pieces throughout the show uh, that came up in this reading. People yeah. not involved um, in in the podcast, separate families to you know you, I, Damon, everything sort of came up that was in the room. Yep, and we had to have an executive decision to leave. It's out that aren't our story to tell. Yeah. So incredible in itself that how this came to fruition, and I wish that we could speak more about it, but it's not our story to tell. We couldn't leave it all in, um, but there's still some awesome bits that, um, you know, Dave was able to to bring up. So hopefully you enjoy it, but like I said... Um, Here's a taste. Wowee. Now, one of you, it could have, or could it be for you as well, yeah. of course... Um, he says, but one of, the, one of the boys here, uh, so it can be for the three of you, will have a grandmother that's like Ruth or Ruthie as well. Oh, is that you? Oh, that, yeah, yeah. I'll take that to you. Um, come in. Uh, no. Come in. Because no. she's, like, she's like, oh, I'm sitting down. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, and there's a reference. This could also be a male, uh, female name as well, or a male name, pardon me, but there's a reference of a, uh, like a Billy. Uh, but it feels older, so it would probably be more of a Bill or a William as well. Does anyone connect with a Bill yeah, or a Bill? That's my grandfather. Ah, perfect. <laughs> perfect. What the fuck? He would have passed a long time ago, though, because we're kind of yeah. going back here. Yeah, yeah. Because um, he's got the reference of, like, uh, I'm not saying when you were a boy, but we're kind of going back. Like, do you, how old were you when he passed? Oh, I would have been, oh, I reckon, about six years ago, maybe. Six, oh, God, he, he makes me feel like he's going back to when you are like, five years old. Because uh, he's kind of got this energy about like everything that's happened since. 
Um, and he does bring forward a female with him that it would be his wife or partner, which would be your grandmother. Um, and um, she, uh, she would have probably passed after him, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they're all just hanging out. They just decided. Um, uh, sort of like Ruth is talking and she goes, well, he was meant to be traveling, Dave. Do you have travel plans coming up? Or like last year even? Because yes, yeah. I think everyone had travel plans that they either had booked or were going to just uh, thoughts of. Uh, has anyone been to Japan? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Was that the most recent? Patty? Yeah. She's referencing Japan. <laughs> so if you, Sam had just been to Japan. He got back last year. Yeah. I think I say last week. I was like, how did you get that? Oh, <laughs> 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 um, she goes, yeah, we went to Japan, Jave. Uh, well, it, it's, a, it's my inner voice, but they're like, yeah, Japan, Japan, Japan. Um, and... Uh, he's all. Are you engaged as well? Uh, no. Oh shit! Well, that's on the cards. <laughs> um, <laughs> I take you've got a long-term partner. Yeah, yeah. Mon is gonna love this show. Uh, so, so it's awkward <laughs> if you're single, because um, it's the same symbol that um, Michael showed me with the rings. It's like, hey, it's time to get married. Time to get married. Um, and it's uh, it, it's good that. He, uh, did you say Molly? Mon. Mon. Mon is his partner. Because yeah, I just saw M.O. So I was like, yeah. okay, so it's good that, uh, uh, you know, they're good for each other as well, Dave. Um, and uh, oh, the reference in my dad. So does anyone, oh, well, it's not your dad. Who's got the dad, Graham? Oh, that's you as well. <laughs> yeah, that's my dad as well. Um, Jump in. Is this his mum? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Because she's referencing, oh, I mean, she would reference it if it was her son-in-law anyway, but it's her that's referencing Graham. Uh, and it's sort of like, uh, the, the, it's all the grandparent energies for all of you. They're like, oh, the boys weren't expecting to be red, Dave. Oh, yeah. um, I guess, I mean, I yeah. Um, but I think they're more so labeling you two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but you're the baby. Yeah. So you're the youngest out of the boys? Yeah, baby. Yeah, but with the grandparents, I mean, they're just so drawn to both of you. So it's just the element of wanting to send love to the families. Now, predominantly, there's um, there's a reference of... Uh, who was Billy again? That was your granddad, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it's actually... I've got two grandfathers. One was Billy and the other one was, was Billy. My, it's probably on my dad's side. He used to call him Pop, Pop Chaplin. That was probably, probably him as a to my mum's father. Yeah. Um, who's, we used to call him Billy. Yeah. Oh, so they were both Billy. Yeah, that's the thing, because I'm not dropping Billy in my head. So if you've got two, that probably makes more sense. Um, and uh, there's a reference of Mary or Marie as well. Yeah, oh, shit. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so which of her parents has she unfortunately crossed? Um, her, no, no, that, that's, that's, that's not her. That's her, her parents. Are both still here? No, they're, they're crossed as well. Oh, yeah. That's the thing because the reference of Mary being my daughter. So, yeah, I, I didn't realize they both passed though because I can feel the female stronger. So your grandmother. Um, and uh, I don't know whether this is for both of you or one of you, but there's a reference of I don't want the family to worry about Alzheimer's or dementia. Uh, so it could also be for you as well, of course. Mm. So whether anyone crossed over has had like, I'm not worried about anyone in the physical world, so even if it is something that's still part of the family, no one up there is necessarily worried by it. But um, there's yeah, kind of the energy of like, um, don't worry about the mind. Um, and there's a reference of like a um, like an Elizabeth or a Betty as well. So. <laughs> that's my my nan is Betty as well. She passed away last year. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that's my mum's. Mum, we've got two. 
which was uh, it could be both, of course, or it could be neither. But which was the one that had issues with mobility? So I was in a wheelchair or couldn't walk properly. Um, she was in a wheelchair for a little bit, yeah. just because she was getting so sick. Yeah, yeah towards okay. the end. So it's, yeah, that's yeah. the because that's been towards the end of my time. Yeah. So it was your Betty that yeah. um, had issues with mobility. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Because uh, she's a champion as well. She looks at you like a son. Yeah. Uh, because it's sort of like that's not my grandson it's like it's kind of like Michael said she goes no this is my boy Dave um, she goes ah, what a handsome man um, not wrong <laughs> uh, and she's and your grandfather has passed as well I take yeah. it her partner yeah because he yeah. would have passed maybe a while ago again I know yeah. you said unfortunately Betty only passed last year but um, I love her gosh she's great um, very quintessential grandmother like it's kind of like oh yeah 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 um, also wanting to send love to the sister, which I know is your, uh, would be, pardon me, your sister. Um, now, Betty, for me, uh, I know you just sort of validated this yourself, but she does reference what she calls her steady decline in the physical world. Uh, she goes, but Dave, you've just got a soldier on. Uh, you know, you can't let things like this stop you. Um, she goes, but it's, uh, she goes, I'm just, she goes, it's good to be energetic now. Like she goes, I'm, I'm not tired anymore. She goes, I just used to get so tired. Uh, and she says breathing she goes that's another story altogether uh, but towards the end of her time on earth as well she just kind of references just feeling old if that makes sense it's kind of like yeah. not one thing in particular that necessarily causes me to cross over it's kind of just everything at once um, but uh, she's yeah she and there's a reference of like um, we we traveled together as well uh, so I don't know whether you ever went into state or overseas with her yeah she, she well, when she was getting sick really really sick she came that was when i was in sydney and she came up to sydney and that was when we found out how sick she was perfect yeah because it's all about health with her but then she references traveling um i i just i mean with her i don't know what causes betty to necessarily cross over but i just kind of feel it all through here like it's just my lungs my chest my head's a bit sore like my stomach like it's kind of like yeah. everything um but she says but not anymore not anymore is this mum's mum or dad's mum's mum yeah perfect yeah. i'm more drawn to the female side anyway um and I know she references being back with, she calls your grandfather a bastard, but she's just laughing anyway. <laughs> she goes, oh, well, the bastard's here. Um, but she's got a big smile on her face. Um, and I think, I, I think we mentioned this before, but there's a long time between drinks there as yeah. well, maybe. Um, and yeah, she just wants everyone to know that it's like, it's still me. I'm still good. I'm back to normal. Um, she goes, Dylan uh, has so much coming up, Dave. Uh, he, he shouldn't feel like it's done now. Um, it's a big year for him and we're doing this together. Uh, and she says, "My, I'm, she goes, I'm thinking about growing my hair. <laughs> um, it's been short for a longer time. And your Betty's just hugging you from behind as well. It's like these hands on the shoulders that just kind of pull you in. Um, but yeah, please pass on her love to your mum in particular. Yeah. Because well, obviously that's her daughter. Yep. Um, God, I literally thought that was her. <laughs> and... They're like, all right, Dave, um, tell him to st stop skipping lunch and we can, uh, and then we'll, we'll call it even. Uh, but yeah, they're just, I mean, everyone's just blowing kisses. Um, and yeah, it says, go home and tell everyone that we say hello. Um, Betty's the most relaxed woman. She's just sitting back like this. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Love her. Um, just such strong mother energy for you. Uh, and and my girl, which would be your sister. I mean, you may have other yeah. grandchildren for her, mm -hmm. of course, but she's just referencing under my family. 
Uh, and just if you, this is for you, if you get sort of like shoulder pain or like neck pain, it's sort of, it's, it's not medical, it's stress, if that makes sense. Um, so, well. Oh, there we go. God, I, it's Mate, so funny because when no, I read, I feel like I'm up in my head. So yeah, then I come back no, down. fuck. I don't even know what to say, man. What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> I think Damon's, Damon's the most rattled out of e. Are you okay? That was good. We not ex- I mean, we not expected. I don't know if that makes sense because they were kind of like, oh yeah, sorry. Well, we did think that something was going to happen. Yeah, well, yeah. I said to to Sam and Dan, I said, "Boys, you're going to be in the room. Something could come through for you too." Yeah. Um, yeah, fuck man. Um, I I don't know what to say at the moment, but there's a lot of things. Like, yeah, you hit it. You hit it. My nan, she passed away last year. Bowel cancer. Um, it did spread though spread yeah. bad yeah she didn't feel it I know it sounds like a funny thing to say but even towards the end of her time on earth she's like I just get tired but, mm. you know. yeah 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 it's hard to talk I, I could go it's just hard yeah um, if someone does want to come see you, which I'm sure there will be how's what's the best way to go about it how do we how do we book in with David the yeah well, it's actually perfect yeah. going again <laughs> it's actually perfect timing so I've got my next appointment release at the end of March so it's going to be on March 27 so my appointments get released in uh, three times a year in four month blocks yeah so it's all taken through Facebook which is uh, David the medium uh, but also follow me on Instagram also David the medium uh, and eventually there'll be a website as well so <laughs> mate, mate, we'll have everything in the show notes so if anyone does yeah. want to check out i'm sure there will be it's all there um honestly can't thank you enough for for coming in mate i know how busy you are um i know we all really appreciate it um learned so much today about so it. much and i still need to probably just go home and just have to think about it um listen again the beauty of it is we've got it recorded so i actually can go back and yeah you actually can and listen, listen. Yeah, but yeah. yeah honestly cannot thank you enough for your time mate. i know how busy you are um and uh, yeah, forever, forever grateful. The pleasure is 110 million percent all mine. So thank, thank you. you for having me on. Thank you, mate. Cheers. If that wasn't enough for you and you want even more, you're in luck. Dylan Friends is now on Patreon. Dylan Best Friends. If you'd like to learn more, you can head to patreon.com forward slash Dylan Friends or you can head to the link in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the Dylan Friends podcast. If you like the show, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, leave a review or even share with your friends. The show is produced by myself and Sam Bonza. Damon Jackman from Creative Edge Films is responsible for audio and visual production. The show is recorded at the Dylan Friends Studio in Melbourne, Australia. If you'd like to get in touch or suggest a guest or advertise with the Dylan Friends podcast, please email us at inquiries at dylanfriends.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. 